I want to welcome you to Healing Begins. My name is Pastor Gail. And this is Michelle Hutchison with the Mindset Exchange Podcast. Well, this is the Healing of PTSD Part 3. I hope you're enjoying... By the way, this is conversational. And what I mean by that is we're not meeting for this to be all the information you ever needed to know about PTSD. But maybe in this will be a help um, and encouragement and hope. Maybe there'll just be a little light in your darkness. I like it. And maybe a little peace for your mind and a little healing for your soul. You know, if I were to say anything, I want you to know how valuable you are to God. Maybe you just think you're broken. Man, I have met people that felt like they were just Mm -hmm. broken. Well, I got good news. Jesus didn't come for the healthy. He came for the broken. That's the truth. He came to bring us hope. And he says, the Bible says in Psalms that God is close to the brokenhearted. And he saves those who are crushed in spirit. And he said in Isaiah, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me to, by the way, anointed. I love <laughs> anointed. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the what? Broken hearted. And set at liberty those that are captive. He came to give us the garment of praise instead of despair. Beauty for ashes. That we might rebuild places long devastated praise god think of it this way when god has done healing you he can make your misery your ministry but i I just want to stop here for a minute because maybe you're listening to this series because you really suffer from ptsd but maybe you're not a believer maybe you've not put your hope and your faith in jesus christ he is jehovah rafa God, our healer. I want to invite you right now to say this prayer after me, to open up your heart and give your life to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I believe you are the son of God. I believe you rose from the dead for me. I ask you to forgive me of my sins, come into my heart and be my savior. Fill me, Lord, with the Holy Spirit and heal my soul in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So wait a minute, Pastor Gill. Are you saying that we're not supposed to remain brokenhearted or in poverty or unhealed and depressed? You can remain that way if you want. But you see, Jesus came to give us, and according to John 10.10, Jesus came to give us life. And that more abundantly. Correct. And you know, though, I got to say this. Uh, It's hard to see that life when you're in the middle of um, darkness, darkness and bondage and hurt and pain. You know, a friend of mine, I remember when I first met him, he came into my office with his long hair and his dog tags. And he had been to like 20 counselors. And he's like, here's just one more dude. And he sat there and he had his 14 psychotropic drugs in his hand and his 
two liters of Sprite. And he drunk it down. He took all those pills and it felt like that country song. I was looking at him as he was looking at me and I was looking at him. Because you know what I was doing, Michelle? You know what I was doing? What were you doing? I wasn't giving him a psychological evaluation. Mm -hmm. I was saying, Lord, who is this man? It's beautiful. And who did you create him to be? I always loved the words of Kim Clement. I see you in the future. By the way, he's South African, so that's why he says it that way. And you look much better than you do right now. I see you in the future. And you look much better than you do right now. The Mark Camp used to say, I am expecting an inevitable supernatural intervention of God. Now, I'm not going to say that three times real fast. So, But this is the hope, right? I see you in the future. You aren't who you are today. So when I looked at this guy and my prayer partner, she was a little bit afraid of this dude. And I'm like, this guy's harmless. This guy is harmless. He is hurt. He is wounded. So you know what he did one time? What? I gave him a new Pathway CD, 80 minutes long. And he came back. He had wrote the whole thing out word for word. I said, what? I have never had anyone write that out. It was pages long. I go, why'd you do that? He said, well, I was in the military. It's serious. He said, if they said, read this manual, it might cost you your life. We were, he said, we read it. Then one day, he had had many episodes where when he would snap, he would grab guns and wave them in the air and all this stuff. I said, we need to talk about what you did behind enemy lines. And he said, oh, I can't talk about that. I'll go to Sam Quentin. I said, you and me need to take a walk, buddy. In the middle of the winter, in a snow-blowing cold day in the middle of a park. By the way, we had to leave our cell phones in the office because he said, the military can listen to your cell phones. And I I do know that's true. If people want to listen, they can. So we took a walk out in this park, and it was snow, and it was cold, and the wind was blowing. I said, what'd you do? What'd you do to the enemy? And he opened his heart. And out came what I would call, this sounds gross, out came all the pus. See? Secrets that you don't talk about are like infected slivers in your soul that become full of pus, and you get a soul infection, which is evidenced by stress, anxiety, depression. He knelt in the snow, poured out his heart to God, and received healing, forgiveness, at the foot of the cross. That was the beginning of his turnaround. But he had to deal with the past. We had to go back and address what he had done. You know what he does now in the city where he lives? He goes, helps other military vets. Mm, The fullness of abundance. (laughs) He tells them what Jesus said for him. He doesn't just do the vets. He goes downtown and works with the homeless too. And he'll give out my cards and he'll tell them what Jesus said. He'll say, Gail, you ever needed a bodyguard? I go, no, I don't, 
one day he was attacked on the street because he looked pretty harmless. And Well, the two attackers didn't do so well after they attacked him. The police let him go because it wasn't his fault. But now he doesn't have the flashbacks. I mean, when he would flashback, he'd have he'd have guns. I, I got to talk about something funny. Can I talk about something funny? Talk about it. So he's in the inner healing fa- process, and this guy is focused on weapons, right? He loves his weapons. And he doesn't talk with all the Christianese. And I can't some, use some of the words that he uses because it's going to go on the radio too. So he was getting inner healing, and he had a vision of Jesus in a chariot with all of his armor and weaponry. He goes, he is one bad mama, and I laugh. <laughs> you could put in that blank a number of words that one would be an F word and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't get mad at him because he didn't know better. But after that day, after the healing, he gave his guns to his wife. They locked him up in a safe. He got his wife back. He got his son back. Because they said they'd never go back with that guy. Sounds like a country song. Sure does. He got everything back. I guess I just, you know, hope floats, doesn't it? I just want to give people some some hope. What words of hope do you have? Well, Pastor Gail, when I was listening to the story, it was making me think about um, when we receive healing, then we have this abundance that just flows from us, and it makes us want to better everything around us, our friends, our family, our environments. And so the words of hope that I have is that there's so much more. There's so much more. The future is bright because God has brought healing when he brings his presence. He's equipped many people to be able to help you walk through that healing and Once you receive your full identity back through healing, you can reference our our previous podcast in this series to understand identity and healing, then you believe that anything is possible Mm -hmm. and you're ready to walk in receiving the fullness of health, body, soul, and spirit. You know, uh, what? when you were telling the story, I was thinking about what was it about Jesus coming to him in this visualization that brought the healing? It couldn't just be that simple. Oh, actually, it could because Jesus showed him how bad he was, like how amazing he was. And then I said to him, well, if Jesus is so amazing and he's with you, why do you need the guns? Hmm. And that was a light bulb moment. Like he didn't have to protect himself anymore because he had a protector. Yeah. See, there's psychology behind this. Not just that we're saying, oh, Jesus came in my mind. Because what would the difference be between Jesus coming in my mind and a dog coming in my mind, right? But there is true, true, sustainable, research-grounded 
change that comes when people experience the presence of God or the visualization of God. We actually know, you know, that our brains have thoughts before we have our conscious thoughts. And now there's another whole layer of psychology that tells us there's even a pre-thought before the pre-thought that brings or before the subconscious thought that then brings you know, our, our conscious thought. And we can understand that as the presence and the voice of God. And what we know is that in our subconscious and in this presence of God, there's actually change to the sound waves. Do you know this, Pastor Gail? Mm -hmm. So we can measure the presence of God and the glory that comes and it's it's healing that comes in the glory presence. We can measure this by sound waves. We can measure it by actually brain chemical release. When people spend time in prayer, there's a release of oxytocin in the brain. And so it is, you know, it is the concept of faith that we believe this visualization can bring healing. But we also have some measurable data now, um, too, for those of you who, who may be a little bit more skeptical about how this healing really happens. I have a couple of thoughts there. Jesus said, uh, I don't know if Jesus said it. The Bible says before a word is on our lips, he knows it. Yeah, there you go. Okay, that's, that's the pre-thought. God even knows the thought before the pre-thought. Because he knows what you were thinking about before he even created you. So let that go there. We can pick this up in, yes. in, in sound waves. Isn't that incredible? You know, we did great brain scans of spiritual care. I don't know if you know this. We did this. Let me explain what we did. We, we, we did a little test where we got a neurologist that we, when I call brain scan, they hooked electrodes on the brain. I'm not talking about an MRI or anything or a PET scan, but where they can actually. Uh, scan the brain and get a picture, an image of before. So we did before, middle, and after, and the neurologist was blown away. He said, I didn't expect to see any results, and the changes you guys have made in the brain has been incredible. Wow. Now, we didn't go about that. Uh, we didn't go down that road very far because we weren't ready to, but it showed tremendous change in the brain that came through the healing process. And so... I want to give you some podcasts on, on the Healing Begins podcast channel that you can um, that you can use. And if uh, Michelle, if you want these same podcasts for your channel, uh, we will also send them over to you if you want them. The first one is number twenty four, the heart of healing, how to forgive and let go of the pain is so important. Number twenty eight, the power of true identity. Number 33, soul slivers in mental health. This is where I talk about the mind-body-soul connection. Podcast number four, The Power of Forgiveness. Podcast 70, Changing the Way You Think, Part 1. And Podcast 71, Part 2. And um, Podcast 52, Breaking the Enemy's Lies. And then... A podcast I never thought of putting on until later. Number 68, Inner Healing Prayer Time. Okay, there's a reason why I'm reading all this. I know from the stats from our podcast channel that we have 49 nations listening, close to 1,000 cities. So I know that there will be many people that hear this that won't have the opportunity to tune in. 
And so you can go to the podcast channel, which you can find on Spotify, Google, Amazon, anywhere you get your podcast, and right from where you're at, you can go through our inner healing process. You can go through our healing process and our inner healing number 68. Because you can go, because God often, by the way, and we don't talk about this a lot, God takes us in layers like peeling an onion. Um, the Bible says that he gave the children of Israel the land little by little because he wanted them to be able to maintain and possess it. And so healing is a layered process. Wouldn't you agree with that? Absolutely. And I think this is important to talk about, you know, because in the Christian world, we'll often hear, pray about it and you'll receive healing, right? People pray or they believe God will heal them. But what, why sometimes do we not see healing? Why do people pray about it or just believe God for healing and then we don't see it? Your, the podcast you just read off, you know, these various themes essentially, and that layer by layer healing are all a part of the picture of what happens to build a healthy soul, what needs to happen to build a healthy soul Mm -hmm. that ultimately brings healing. So God has given us wisdom on how to walk the journey Mm -hmm. on peeling layer by layer to get to the place where we have full sustainable healing. And that is what renews the mind and changes the heart and changes the outlook on life and brings abundance and brings hope. In Romans 12, it taught 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies living sacrifices, holy and acceptable God, which is your reasonable act of service. But be, but be, it talks about not being transformed to the image of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? So you can test and prove what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And the problem that I see in the body of Christ and people in general, they get a little bit of healing and they want to quit. They don't follow through on the process or or they give up on the process too soon because the enemy comes along and says, oh, that'll never work. Oh, you can never get the healing. What is that? The enemy's lies. That's why I did the podcast, Breaking the Enemy's Lies. I had a gal. She had a lifestyle that was kind of sinful. And I'm not going to go into what the lifestyle was. But she came out of it and became a Christian, and she got a hold of breaking the enemy's lies, and she got a journal, and she came back for her next session. She wrote down 40 lies she believed about herself and had rewritten every one of them except for six that she needed help with. And I thought, wow, that'll be transformational. So what I'm saying in the process and the layering, like an onion, is that you have to be patient in the unlayering of your life. Where God comes and does something one time, a year later he might revisit it. So we talk about healing uh, being not a one-time event, but a process. And so laying those feelings at the cross, letting go, forgiving, walking in healing is so critical. Because so, when you talk about healing of PTSD, it's a process, but it is possible and Jesus loves you. What do you think about that, Michelle? Well, the process, the unpeeling of the layers and the taking of time is because 
you have to rewire belief systems. You're getting rid of old belief systems and then you're changing the mind. That doesn't happen overnight. No, no. Old pathways die off. They do when we don't utilize that thinking pattern anymore. And we rebuild new pathways by utilizing a new thinking pattern. So when we don't believe the old lies, I'm... I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. When we stop thinking, I can't do this, and we start thinking, I can do all things, I can visualize my future, I will be that person in the future, then you're restructuring your brain, and then all of a sudden, that will become the default of what you believe in your about yourself and what you believe about your future Mm -hmm. and then your behavior patterns will follow what you believe so this doesn't happen overnight but we're in a mcdonald's society where we want our fast food right away and we want our healing right away and there are times when god absolutely moves in the miraculous and he brings healing immediately but still we have to sustain that healing by walking out the healing over time and solidifying it in ourselves. And so if we have a mindset that says, I'm just going to give up because I I don't feel happy today. I don't see that that vision of the new me today. Then we can easily default right back into old mindsets and and out of our healing process. And so it's important to know that God comes, he brings healing, he brings revelation, he brings identity, he brings the new, and then we walk it out layer by layer. We get the tools that he's given us and we apply them at each layer until we see abundant life and whole healing. You know, at the highest level, change begins with our identity. And you can only change your identity by revelation. That's right. Revelation is like having an aha moment where you come to realize something about yourself and you go, whoa, I'm not going to believe that no more. Mm. And the other thing is, is we had a psychologist in Bible college and he taught us that you have to wear a new groove in your brain. And that is so true. You're so used to thinking one way and now you're going to change and think another way, it's it's going to take time. Just try this little experiment, and I have to close, but drive down the road and be determined not to turn your radio on. You will all of a sudden find yourself, without thinking, reaching for your radio knob to turn it on because you do it without thinking. And that's what happens in those old pathways. You now are doing those behaviors without thinking, and to expect that you're going to change that overnight No, it's going to be a process. So, Gail and Michelle here. It's been fun and it's been healing. And enlightening. And revealing. And I don't know if you're squealing. I'm kidding. (laughs) I was just trying to rhyme. I was trying to get something after revealing. But may the Lord bless you. And keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. Be gracious. Be merciful to you. And may you know the Lord is Jehovah Rapha, your healer. And may he be so close to you. May his presence surround you right where you're at. May he wipe every tear from your eyes. And may he embrace you in his love, in his care, because he is good and his love endures forever. From Gail and Michelle, have a great day. And live in hope. Bye.